on this week's Disney Conversations. We are once again joined by our friend Mindy Muir. She will be sharing about her family trip to Walt Disney World in September that lasted three weeks long. Can you imagine that? She gives us some insight into how Disney handles the need for medical attention, and she also shares a little bit about how the DAS system works. Our time together did run long, so this will be part one of a two-part series. Part two will drop next week on December 17th. We did experience a power outage during our initial recording, so you may notice a little bit of a rough edit at about the 20-minute mark. But all in all, I think it turned out pretty good. I'm your host, Magical Matthew Wallace, and it's my joy to have you along Episode 31 of Disney Conversations for the week of December 12, 2021. Welcome aboard. Welcome to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. At Magical Matthew Travel, we specialize in all of your Disney destination planning. Contact us today at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com for your free, no-obligation quote to your favorite Disney destination. Magical Matthew Travel is a proud affiliate of the Travel Quest Network. Well, welcome back, folks. Uh, our friend Mindy is here again today to share with us a little about her small trip to Walt Disney World, and I use quotations around that word small. But uh, Mindy, what I'd like to do, first of all, say hello. Good morning. How are you? I am unbelievable. Good morning. It's early here. It looks early here because we've been dealing with storms all night long, tornadoes that touched down a little bit west of our of us. The front line is due in here any minute, so it could make the day interesting. Wow. But, you know, and our hearts go out to Will those. Will you be safe? Oh, yeah. Our hearts go out to those that may have lost loved ones in those tornadoes that touched down. But uh, we're going to pray that uh, everybody for the rest of the day is safe, that the winds don't cause too much more havoc. But, Mindy, what I'd like to do is last episode, we touched a little bit about how you went about getting your reservation for this trip. Could you remind our listeners how you did that? I would love to. So there's a lot of ways that I have found to save money. I mean, we all know Disney is expensive, right? Mm -hmm. And it can cost thousands of dollars. But what I found is the little secret is to rent Disney Vacation Club timeshares. And there are companies that rent it out and you can go pay 20 to $22 a point, or you can find somebody who has DVC points that couldn't use them or needs to rent them out themselves. In which case, that's what I did. I joined a few Facebook groups for Disney vacation club, resell um, rentals or trades and I reached out and one of, we just so happened to be Facebook friends already, but he lives in Canada and they really couldn't leave. So he said, you know what, Mindy, I'm not going to be able to use these points. I'd rather have some them go to somebody who could use them. And I was able to rent them for 
through, through him for $13 a point, which is unbelievable. So they make the reservation for you. They put your name on the reservation. You have a real reservation code. Um, it's able to get you, well, it's not there anymore, but you're able to even use the magical express. So we were able to take advantage of that and not have to take all our luggage ourselves, but through that, they made the reservation and we just paid the deposit down and then you pay half. And then about four weeks prior to your trip, you pay the rest of the money that's due to them via PayPal. So it's all safe and you're protected as well as they are. But that way you've got a reservation number through Disney. And we stayed at Saratoga Springs Resort in a one of the villas, which was amazing we ended up getting upgraded while we were there just from some mishaps that had occurred. Um, we went into, we had gotten a one bedroom villa and we went in and my, we took two of, two of my kids. I have two children and my daughter's boyfriend and they went to go get on the Murphy bed and pull it down. Well, that bed was broken. So the couch just fell off the wall. They didn't use really good screws for any of that, Mm -hmm. but it fell off. So we went back to guest services and they ended up upgrading us to a two bedroom villa, which was amazing. Lots more room. It was, I don't know, it's probably a 1500 square foot villa after all that's said and done. And they had their own room with two queen beds and their own bathroom There's a living room of itself, a kitchen, a full kitchen, and then the master bedroom with the bathroom shower and full, you know, full bath. So it was really, really cool. And we had the best view. It was one of the best vacations we've ever had. So that's how we got our trip. You hear a lot of good and bad about some of the DVC points or places, but Saratoga seems to be one I hear a lot of positives about on a fairly consistent basis. Yeah. In fact, Brandon and I, um, it sold us on Saratoga. I was kind of hesitant about it, but I knew they had just renovated every room on property. So it was a brand new hotel. It was, it's gorgeous. And the proximity to we got a preferred room. So we literally, it was a five minute walk to Disney Springs and our, our wind, like you get a balcony. So the balcony, you open up the back window and the glass door and it, you could hear the music playing. And that's the view is Disney Springs and the water waterway that's there. It was incredible just to be able to go, Hey, let's go grab some dessert tonight, or I'll be back in five minutes. Let me just run over there and just be able to go shopping and take advantage of the nightlife and go out on a few dates over there. We, we went to the boathouse, Brandon and I did, and did the amphicars, which was incredible. I've always wanted to do that. And we got, it's a, it seems longer than it is. It's a 20 minute ride. But when you're in the boat, the little car boat, it it seems like a long time, but yeah. 20 minutes. And it's a if you take your re, your receipt from the boathouse, it gives you twenty five dollars off. So it was about a hundred dollars for the uh, twenty minute ride, and it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, I got to eat at the boathouse, but I couldn't quite pony up the dough to do the amphitheater, <laughs> even with the discount. Right, but it did look like it would be a really unique way to see not just downtown Disney, but the entire area out there on the lake. Yeah, exactly. It was, and we, they actually took us, he took us right by our room. So we were able to wave to our kids in the room. It was really cool. 
<laughs> we're like, hey, we're in the boat. It was at night. So they knew we were there because I texted right. my daughter and she was able to open the door and wave. But it, it was really cool. Well, and being that close to Disney Springs, that gives you a lot of flexibility when it comes to meals or what you want to do or just taking it easy, killing a little time, whatever the case might be. Absolutely. You don't have to get in a car, or get on a bus and deal with the foot traffic or the car traffic or anything else. You just take that little sidewalk into Disney Springs and you're there. That's kind of nice. Yeah. There's a little bridge that you walk across and then you go through security, which isn't really security. It's more like a guard that stands there with the dog <laughs> and you just walk through. But <laughs> it was, we, I think I went over there, I would say 10 times while we were we were visiting. We went to Disney Springs about 10 times and just walked around and got some dessert, ate it chicken guy. Cause that's so good it, that if you've got to go to Disney, go to chicken guy. Have you ever eaten there? I have not. Um, I didn't spend that much time at Disney Springs on my last trip, but oh yeah, that is definitely on my hit list, especially since it's related to Earl of sandwich, which right. is one of my <laughs> favorite restaurants at Disney Springs. Yeah, we have one of those here in Tempe. So in fact, um, just I took a trip over to ASU, which is Arizona State University, mm -hmm. and it's right next to it. So we went and got sandwiches and it's really good. Yeah. Remind our uh, our guests again, how, how, how long were you at Saratoga? So we kind of did a split stay. We were at Saratoga for 10 nights and then we... So we stayed there for the majority of our trip and my parents came and stayed with us. So we ended up getting an Airbnb, which was right next to Disney Springs. It was a three minute drive to, you know, the parks in Disney okay. Springs. It was really close. It was at Story Lakes and we got a seven bedroom house um, and we ended up transferring there and they came and stayed and we stayed another 10 days. So we were at, Dis at Disney for three weeks. And just took it slow, being able to do anything we wanted. We got um, a 10-day pass, but we did the water parks and days off. You know, you've got to have your days off. Yes. So we did probably two days a park, then a day off. Three days at a park, day off. We even went to, you know, Universal Studios. The kids loved that. Mm -hmm. um, we rented a room just to take advantage of the light, the light, the uh, I guess not lightning pass at universal, but their express pass is what yeah. they call it. So we rented a villa there and my sister slept there just because she had to go back to the airport and took advantage of that one night stay. Um, but with a villa, you get six express passes. So it was cheaper to rent a villa than to buy a express passes for each member of our family because there was 17 of us. So Wow. Uh, my sisters came with her kids and then my parents came and brought my niece and nephew. So there was a lot of us, but we made it work and it was More a like lot a of family fun. reunion. Yeah. Well, we, we do Disney a lot together. So especially <laughs> Disneyland, we'll go right. rent um, a little suite over there at Disneyland and, you know, just go to Disney with each other. And it's, we make the best of it. I have a hard time trip. just getting my immediate family to go to anything Disney. I, I don't know how it would work with everybody else. <laughs> now, that's the fun thing is we have to remember when you go to Disney with a big family group, you can't plan everything together because it doesn't work. You no. just do your own thing and say, hey, we're having dinner at five o'clock. These are our reservations. 
and you can text each other, hey, we're going to this show. Do you want to meet up? Making everybody stay together, it just becomes a nightmare because so many people want to do their own thing. So if you're going to go as a big group, I just suggest, you know, have a meetup spot and pick a few things to do together, but try not to stay together the entire time. Otherwise, you're just going to have a hell of a trip because it, it, it's too much for that big of a group to stay together at Disney. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion, right? Right. Or somebody has to stop for the restroom and we were walking and then as everybody's, so what happens, it makes everybody end up waiting around because people want to stop. Like, oh, I want to look in the stores. They often have to stop. So it makes everybody wait all day long. So you don't get anything accomplished. Well, and you add to that, you know, most of the restaurants at Disney are not going to seat with or without these restrictions we got right now. You're not seating 17 people in one area at a restaurant. They might be able to accommodate it at one or two of the places I can think of, but as a general rule, they're not going to have a spot for 17 people to sit together. So what I did, right. So we had our, we had, um, intertwined all of our, you know, our Disney experience apps online. So we, I had them log in. So we, I took advantage of that. And what I did, excuse me, is I signed up for Mouska Pros. It's mousecapros.com and it's $6 a month, but you can have up to 50 searches going on at a time. So if you were, you're specifically looking for a specific restaurant that you really want, mm-hmm. you put in the date and you put in the times that you're looking for and it will constantly scan for a reservation and you'll get a text and say one opened up for your party of six. And you go click on it and it'll tell you the time and it'll automatically take you to the reservation and it'll hold it for you for a few minutes and you click on it. And once it's clicked, you've got the reservation. So what I did, I ended up making three reservations for a family of five, five, and then seven. So it worked out within five minutes of each other. We just said, Hey, we're all, we're, we're here together. I know we can't sit at a big table, but can we sit next to each other? And they, they accommodated that. And we were always able to sit at the table next to our other family members. So it worked out well. Don't you think it's still true? I, we hear a lot of horror stories because we are Disney fans. <laughs> Most of the horror stories we hear are from people who don't really understand how Disney works, I think. Right. But yeah. Cast members make or break your trip a lot of times. Amen think- to that. You know, I mean, here's here's a perfect example. You got these many people. Yeah, you've got three separate reservations, but the cast members still did all they could to make sure you guys were close enough that you could, right. even if you had to hop from table to table a little bit to make that happen, you were close yeah. enough to not be in anybody else's way. Right. Yeah. And they do. They try they try to do their best to accommodate what you want and and your needs. They don't always uh, we ate at space 220 and they could not accommodate that, but we, we were still ended up like we went in at separate times, Yeah. Um, but they still sat us somewhat close. So, you know, we waved to our family members, but we ate at space 220, which was amazing. Um, but we didn't get to go in at the exact same time as our other family that had reservations, but we all got in. Okay. So let's back up to the beginning of your trip. Just a little yeah. bit. Um, you shared with me that you guys had a little bit of a medical problem that came up 
and you can right. share in as much detail or little detail as you want on that. that yes. Call. However, yeah. I want to hear about how things were handled, getting you guys taken care of. I love that because most people don't realize I did not even realize how that worked. Disney takes care of everything and the things that we don't even think of, they are prepared for. And one of those is medical issues. So my husband, he suffers from an autoimmune disease that is severely life-threatening, especially now. Um, And there are certain things that he can and can't do physically. And he had gotten a really bad infection, so bad that we know the last time he had this infection, he was hospitalized for three weeks. And so we got ahead of it. He's like, Mindy, I know what it is. It's it's turning this way and I need to get to a doctor. It was our first day there. So we, we came in, checked in, and then the next day was our day off. And we kind of were there and he's like, I've got to take care of this. It's not going to be good. So I ended up calling guest services right away, just put zero on our phone and we were at Saratoga and they said they will be there in two minutes. We've already dispatched service. So they called 911 for us and they said the ambulance will be there to pick you up literally in two minutes. By the time I had hung up, they were already knocking on our door. So they had a, a unit that was able to take us, just me and my husband, he got in the unit and they drove us to the medical facility, which they have a Disney doctor. It's the coolest thing. Um, And they wheeled us right in and he looked at it and he just goes, yeah, Brandon, most circumstances I would hospitalize you, but I realized you just got here for your vacation. We don't want to do that. Um, And they put him on a copious amount of antibiotics and gave him antibiotic shots to that would heal his body quickly and make sure that he was okay. Um, but with that said, they took care of everything. And then they were there to pick him, pick us back up and take us back to our room. And we did have to do a follow-up four days later, just to make sure he was doing okay. Mm -hmm. But Disney takes care of everything. I was so shocked as how just streamlined it was and not having to worry about, oh my gosh, where are we going to park? What do we do? How do we get there? No, they just came and picked us up. It was unbelievable. Well, that's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, So as a result, how did that affect your park schedule or did it? So that it didn't do too bad, like interfering with our park days. We were supposed to go to Animal Kingdom that day, but we're more of a sleep in kind of people than rope drop. We like to sleep in and stay till the park closes and take our time getting back. Um, We're more night people than we are morning people. So we were not even planning on really going to the parks until about noon or 1 p.m. anyhow. So when we had woke up that day, that was our day to go to Animal Kingdom. I said, kids, I'll order you an Uber. So we ended up not even taking the bus over there for him. I just got him an Uber and let him go, um, picked him up and they were there, but we ended up going and it was about a three hour process for us Mm -hmm. from beginning to end. So it really wasn't horrible as far as time goes. They had us on the list. They already knew he was coming in. The doctor already knew what the issues were because they do a questionnaire and they're, they're so ready for you. That's what I mean. It's just the workings of the inner part of Disney and their hospitals are, it's, it's so streamlined. It's unbelievable. 
So it didn't really affect us. We got back to our room. We ended up eating a little bit. We had a full kitchen. So we ate some lunch and then we jumped on the bus and went over and met up with the kids. So they had gone on a couple rides, but we really didn't miss out on too much. Well, that's good. That's really good. Okay. So let's work through your days a little bit. Okay. So this was, this was a, you know, in September. So you're going to have to bear with me to think, but it's, you know, a month and a half ago and with so many days at the park. So we went to animal kingdom the first day and that was, I love animal kingdom. I really do. It's one of the best parks there is. I think it's so underrated. Um, we really took our time walking through and seeing all the animals. I had no idea. In fact, there's a whole trail I had never been on and you can go see the gorillas. I didn't even know there was gorillas at Animal Kingdom, but there's a whole gorilla trail that you take and we just enjoyed every minute of it and being able to see all the animals and just really enjoying Animal Kingdom for what it was. And the the story that they tell, you can stop and look at the props and boy, oh boy, do they put the, you know, they, they drill them into the walls, but you'll see a backpack and, right. and a professor, you know, the little paperwork for a professor that's trying to teach the kids and the classroom setting that they set up things that you don't really see, but you notice it's there, but it's just like one and done, but you stop and realize what those you know, props are. Mm -hmm. And it's really Disney goes out of their way to that's why it's so immersive. We it's there and you don't even realize it's there. I think so many times too, that people don't stop to look at things like that and they don't realize that much of what's going on at Disney is about the story and all those little elements play into what that story is. Yep, exactly. You don't, you don't realize the story that it's being told. And with that said, you know, those props that are there, that's why it's so immersive. When you're at Animal Kingdom, one of our favorite attractions is the, uh, the oh my gosh, Mount Everest. <laughs> I was like, I was going to call it the Yeti ride, but that's what my kids call it. <laughs> um, when you walk through the queue, that tells the biggest story. And, you know, if you don't stop and really read what it is, it, it's, it, it's an expedition right. team that goes out out and they're trying to find the yeti and you know it's all about their pictures and their footprints they find and tracking it down and it's really cool and immersive if you just take the time and look at really what the story that's being told is and especially animal kingdom there's a whole backstory to dino land and the food institute, the institute court, or the, the food court that's over there, that all has a play in how that story works. Have, do you know about that story, Matthew, and how that backstory works for that part of the park? I don't know all of it, to be honest. Um, I don't do roller coasters, so I've never actually seen Expeditions Q. Okay, and that's okay, but there's so much to be told. So, yeah, so the backstory of Expedition Everest slash animal kingdom right mm -hmm. that's yes. that's the big thing the animal kingdom backstory um as far as dino land goes and the dino land institute is, is what it's called it's, it's a really cool backstory and and how that 
it all intertwines. Um, and with dinosaur, the attraction, I'm not a fan of dinosaur, the attraction, <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of make fun of it, but it's, it's a, it's the exact same track as Indiana Jones. That's what so I once you go on Indiana Jones and then you go on dinosaur, you see the complete, um, I guess, rip off of that attraction. So, <laughs> but it's a really cool backstory. Look into it and, uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's really neat. Okay, so what were your highlights at Animal Kingdom? You mentioned the uh, the gorilla path. Did did you grab something yeah. while you were there? We loved the gorilla. Yeah. So I had never. I didn't even know it was there. It was like we just we had gone on the safari, and my parents had never been on the safari. That was that we had gone to Animal Kingdom three times, and this specific time that I'm talking about, um, I like hey let's go on the safari so we we went on it and after you're on it there's a there's an opening right next to the exit and you you can walk down it but it's a long path and it takes you around down the gorillas and you get to see them and it it's just a really serene you forget you're in florida it's it's the the theming in there is incredible i i didn't know it was there and we spent probably two hours walking up and down in there and uh really enjoyed our day at animal kingdom and as well as the other days went on flight of passage um my husband unfortunately couldn't go on that because he has a stomach issue yes to where the the front part wouldn't allow him to sit to where yeah, it they, they wedge in those seats pretty tight yeah yeah so unfortunately and you know they have the chair outside to like a tester chair mm -hmm. and my mom had gotten in it and the lady the cast member she was pretty rude she's like nope you won't fit you can't go and it, it made my mom really sad she was really upset about it and she was like oh no you know I, I can't go and then I'm like I, I didn't know she didn't get on I know my mom would have been able to fit I'm I guaranteed her I was yeah. like mom you can go but she decided to sit in this chair the chair outside is actually smaller than the one in the inside um, they got me in so they get me in there yeah so my mom's not a big big person she just I don't know why they told her she wouldn't fit um she was really hesitant to go but I dragged her on and I was like you're gonna fit I promise right. and she got on and they locked her in and she's like what I said I told you <laughs> so she really enjoyed going on that attraction it's one of my favorites the first time I went on um I didn't I laughed I cried and it's like an overwhelming sensation would you agree with that oh definitely it's kind of like Soren meets Star Tours. That's a pretty good description of it because from what I understand, the ride system is very similar in many ways. Oh, really? How it's built? Yeah. I guess they use Soren as the framework to build this one. Wow. At least that's the rumor I heard. Like how it how it goes up or yeah. the way it's positioned. Yeah. I can see that. But I, I think you're a lot closer to the screen on this one than you are on Soren. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're just right there. It's I mean, amazing. It, it just feels like you could reach out and literally touch everything right in front of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I mentioned before I have motion issues and I was a little concerned about this one, but right at the beginning, I closed my eyes for about 20 seconds. Uh-huh. And then after that I was fine. And okay. 
the scenery and just the way they put it together. I mean, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into developing this attraction. Isn't that the truth? It's amazing. I love it. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. Your senses don't know what to think. And like, I, like I said, I laughed, I cried and I screamed all at the same time. And I guess so if it's, anything it's to be, incredible. If there's you know, anything I don't, to be thankful for rise. I don't get too motion that, sickness every now and again. I do, but I do on airplanes. I do really? on airplanes and yeah. And the one ride that got me sick, this is really strange. It was when I went on ride of the resistance and mm. it's that first part you walk into, I don't want to give it away, but the floor kind of moves like you yes. tilt because it turns. Yes. yes. That made me so sick. By the time I got on the ride, I was just like nauseous for the rest of the attraction. I don't know what it was, but that, that was the first time I'd ever gone on it. I was just like, oh my gosh, this isn't that good. Part didn't close my eyes. Me as much, but nobody told me about the end. And that got to me a little bit just because I wasn't expecting that. Right. That makes sense. So, but my thankfulness about Rise is the fact that it drew the crowd away from avatar so i was able to get on the ride in under an hour that was nice wow yeah <laughs> avatar is great so okay so um after animal kingdom what'd you do next after animal kingdom well we went to two more parks we went to um hollywood studios and then magic kingdom okay and we we eat at one restaurant each day so yeah. We, we try to do that and make a reservation each day at a specific park. Um, we had dinner at 50s Primetime Cafe. It's one of our favorites. Um, here. It, it's just, it's me. It's 1950s. If you don't know, I'm really was, into vintage. I was going to say that fits your personality perfectly. Yeah, I just, I love it so much. And it's quirkiness and all the, the little gadgets and the little atomic you know, the, the decor they put in there is all atomic and just that 1950s mid-century modern feel yeah. to it. And it's, it's incredible. And the way you're treated is uh, reminiscent of when men right. were an important <laughs> the way you're treated. People. Yeah. My son was really worried. He's like, they're going to make fun of me. I'm like, no, Kaden, they're not. It's fine. You're going to be fine. He has autism. So he had this whole thing worked up in his head that they were just going to just be so mean to him and he ended up laughing and just having a good time so it's is, really great you, for families if you don't want to be harassed in that way all you gotta do is say something the cast yeah tone it down yeah they're happy to help accommodate and if you want more they're they know right but we also found that my husband and I ended up splitting meals. I'm not a big, huge eater, especially at the parks. Like I don't, I can't walk around just being stuffed, especially then going on a ride. So what we found is we would just order a, you know, an appetizer to share and then a meal, but we ended up splitting it. So we got the three course, which was, I think it's like ant something's sampler. It's the, it has the meatloaf, the chicken, and the pot roast and it comes with potatoes so we ordered an extra side of potatoes and we just split it it was perfect and that's usually what we did but the chicken there at 50s prime time is it's stellar it's it's up there with plaza inn at disneyland it's it's really good all three of us on our trip got the fried chicken and 
I think the three of us could have split a single order and been happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I had all that chicken in front of me and I felt obligated to make sure that it had been well sampled. So all they got back was bones. Oh, wow. I That's didn't amazing. eat the rest of the day. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And the shakes they have, it, it's just a fun restaurant. And then while we were at magic kingdom, we ate at, where did we eat that day? Um, well, you know, we just sat down and we went to, cause we didn't have a sit down restaurant that day. Cause that night my daughter had reservations to, um, the California grill Okay. to watch the fireworks up from the top. And she went on mm -hmm. a date that night. So we just ended up going to the galactic grill and just getting hamburgers and French fries. Yeah. And I didn't, I was kind of hesitant as to how mobile ordering was going to work. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you have to do it. So in advance, no, we didn't find that. We just, you know, we didn't have an issue with ordering it when we were hungry. I mean, you have to wait 30 minutes or so, but we didn't have a problem like, okay, let's go eat and then order it now. And by the time we get there, it was pretty much done. We didn't have a problem of not having any food to eat on mobile ordering for food. And it worked out great. And it's not like 30 minutes at Magic Kingdom crawls. You right. Do. <laughs> and before you know it, the time's all eaten up and you're looking at your phone like, oh, my food's ready. We got to go. Exactly. It's and it's done pretty quickly and they have it down to where you just give them, you show them the number and they go get it for you. It was really quick. I did find ordering it at, is it Aloha Terrace? I think that's what it's called, where you pick up your Dole Whips and such yes, at Magic yes. Kingdom. That was a wait. <laughs> I had to wait about 45 minutes for a pineapple float. It took a while, but other than that, I never had a big issue with ordering with pre with a mobile ordering. Yeah. Did you find yourself having an easy time as well? For the most part, yes. The only one I had any wait time for was Casey's Corner, but okay. I ordered while we were waiting for fireworks. When Got you when 50% of everybody in the park was already lined up for fireworks and yeah. my meal was ready about 10 minutes before it was all supposed to start. But that worked out in my favor because when I got back the area in front of the trash, I mean, you know, if, if you're a Disney fan, you know, you always end up eating on top of a trash can at some point <laughs> or another. It's true. Well, I was sitting or, you know, sit or standing by the trash can and eating when the fireworks started. And I was live streaming the fireworks because it was the only time I had ever seen that particular show. And it was one of the last times it was going to be shown. So I, I put it up for anyone on my Facebook page to watch. And I was, I had about 15 or 20 people jump on to watch it. It was really amazing. And I was, I'm not a professional. It was just my cell phone. But as I've looked back at it a couple of times, happily ever after looked pretty good on my cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I found that too. I didn't, I usually, I'm a, I'm a big photographer and I have a DSLR and I usually take it with me, but I decided to leave it home this time. Mm -hmm. um, and I have one of the newer iPhones. So I really utilized my iPhone and found that it took great pictures and great video and i i loved it it was it you know didn't have problems with my storage space and 
I, I really liked it. And you put it in portrait mode. Um, that night I got dressed up and went and took some photos at Magic Kingdom. I had sewn some dresses and it's kind of what I do. And I had a 50s style um, circle skirt on that was reminiscent of Bert from Mary mm-hmm. Poppins. It had the orange and yellow and the, the red. And I wore a 50s top and I went out um, and waited to the last people were at Magic Kingdom. So I, there was nobody in the background and stayed pretty late with Brandon and uh, was able to take pictures in front of the castle and on Main Street with nobody in the background. I loved it. It was that was the day we did that and being able to take some fun, fun portraits. It was really fun. And I got to see those pictures afterwards because you posted them. And I did. Yeah, they, so were, they were very nice pictures and you looked really good with the castle in the background. Thank you. Yeah, I love taking those and using them as my my um, Facebook in fact, that's what it is right now, my little Facebook picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really fun. And especially being able to stay at the park and just take your time. Like when you're there for that long, you don't have to rush. And that's, you know, we have found that we, this was our 12th time to Disney World. And we'd go and run, 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 run. And right. every now and again, we'd have a day off. But this time we just literally when you're there, for, like you're moving to Disney World, we were there for three <laughs> weeks. So that's a substantial amount of time to feel like, you know what, if we didn't get it done. It's OK. We can come back and do it later. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that you had the accommodation you had. I imagine you probably cooked some meals. A lot of meals. Which saved Um, a bunch of money. We did. So that is rewinding the first day. You know, we flew from Arizona. So we fly from Arizona. And the time zone difference, it is quite a bit. So jet lag is a real thing. (laughs) And so when there, it's 7 a.m. there, it's still 3 a.m. Arizona time. So it's a rough one. That's why we never did rope drop. Um, that extra time to sleep in was really like us sleeping until eight or nine right? and then getting up and going to the parks around noon is like us going at 9am. So it worked out really well, but that first day I didn't plan any parks. I had planned, I raid, raid reservations to all the park days and we knew exactly where we we're going to be on what day before we even went. Um, you have to, you have to make those reservations, but that first day I didn't do a park. We just did it as a resort day to enjoy Saratoga Springs, enjoy Disney Springs. And we slept in a little bit unpacked. We unpacked all of our belongings, put it all away, used the, you know, the dressers and all the kitchen space and utilized the bathroom space. But what we did do, my daughter and I that evening took an Uber ride right when we got there to Walmart. It's about, I don't know, it's $12 to get to Walmart. It wasn't much. Left them a tip. And it's not that far away. It's not that far away, but we came home. I think I spent $500 in groceries money that night. And we had a trunk full of groceries. The guy, like I went to call him to pick us up. I'm like, hope you have some trunk space because we went grocery shop. We had two carts full of groceries and it was just quick stuff, fruits and no stuff to make pancakes and more Mm -hmm. breakfast items. Um, You know, pop it in the toaster type of waffles. And we did a lot of eggs and, you know, toast, things like that. There were simple things to eat, but we did a lot of eating at the hotel or, you know, there in the kitchen and it does save a lot of money. 
Yeah, pot. I can see that. Because each time we went out to eat, it was probably $150. At least. Pretty pretty average to be about $100. There was five adults. Right. Five of us. So, it, and you do that each well, I know day. The, the last time we went as a family, my mother-in-law was with us. That was six adult eaters at that time. By that time, all my kids were counted as adults. So, I mean, you're talking 30, 40, <clears throat> 50 bucks a piece. Easy, depending on what the meal is exactly we found that it was around 20 to 25 dollars a person mm -hmm. after you get your soda and you get your right. you know whatever else you're going to order um your meal and if they want an appetizer it was about 100 250 dollars if not more than that for right. most restaurants that we went to and then you start the tip on top of that and, that, and then the that tip to right so we had brought a substantial amount for, you know, going out to eat. Right. Um, but we also, I know we saved a tremendous amount. So that's a great tip for listeners, guys. Even if you're staying at one of the all-stars and we love the all-stars, it's so Disney. Mm -hmm. um, utilize the refrigerator, bring those things, bring the easy, you know, breakfasts that can be eaten there. Utilize the microwave that's at the food courts, bring some, you know, microwavable oatmeal and just add the hot water that's there. You can do those things and not have to spend a tremendous amount eating out at each, each um, time you're supposed to eat your And you can meals. take the do-it-yourself so. stuff to the food courts. Yeah, they there, do. And then head to the bus. That way you're not wasting any time not right bring those donuts bring a thing of orange right. juice and and uh we have gone several times during the when it was available the free dining yes uh, we took advantage of that here in arizona we do year-round school mm -hmm. so we go and this is what we did we went at the last week of september into october because in arizona we get three weeks off for fall so right when kids are going back across america we're going, we get out. So we start school around July 20th here. And that first little quarter we go through and they get out of school around September 25th ish. Okay. And that is the slow time of Disney. So we go on cruises, we go to Disneyland, we go to Disney world that last week of September into the first two weeks of October. And we used every, in fact, my son missed half a week of school before we left because we left september 20th and we came back october 9th mm. so that was our trip days that sounds like a lot of fun and <laughs> that sounds like a good schedule to try and plan around too because like you said most of the schools across the country take a two and a half three month break for summer right and that's the busiest time in the parks so yeah yeah, so, and then it's really slow and we get to take advantage of that, especially cruises. We've done eight cruises and it's actually one of the most inexpensive times to cruise is during that last week of September into October and it's Halloween cruises. I know we're going off on a tangent. I want to thank you for joining us this week on Disney Conversations and a very special thank you to our friend Mindy Muir. I appreciate her willingness to come on and share her experiences with all our listeners. We will be hearing from Mindy again real soon. As always, I'd love to ask you to download, listen, and share Disney Conversations with our fellow Disney fans and friends. 
Our goal is to have some fun while striving to give our listeners some guidance in planning Disney vacations. If you, or someone you know, is planning to visit Walt Disney World or Disneyland, have them contact me at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com for a free, no-obligation quote today. If you're looking for Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, or Alani, a Disney resort and spa, we can help with that as well. But now, it is time to depart. So for Mindy and myself, have a magical week, and we'll see you again real soon. TTFN.